to another edition of Queer State of Mind, y'all. We have a very good show for you today. We are joined, well, we are, I am joined by Micah and Sam today, and we're going to ditch up all the latest political stuff and a lot of the new things that are going on. So listen to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. It's time for Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Join us for all the latest news, pop culture, talk, and more from QPOC perspectives. And all the tea, sass, and shade you can handle. Listen in. And tell us what you think on Facebook at Queer State of Mind. And on Twitter and Instagram at QSOMNYC. Hey, 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 y'all. How's it going? Hey, how are you? I am well. I totally flubbed that opening because I'm so tired from getting back to work. But it is what it is, y'all, you know. So how are you doing, Micah? You know, I'm good. You know, I'm glad that the week is, is over, uh, more or less, because it's been... Oh, well. I mean, it hasn't been like a week, but I feel like it's been a week, you know. I'm just kind of... I think oh, I understand what you mean. Yeah. In that sense. And you, Sam, how are you feeling? I am feeling like now, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is going to be a very special show because we all have that same feeling. So you guys are in for a really good show. You ever get to a point where like things get so crazy that you're just like, instead of fighting against it or trying to resist the... The, the whatever is going on, you're just like, I'm just gonna ride this, just ride this wave, or um, absolutely, I'm not gonna fight against the current. I'm just gonna like see where it takes me. <laughs> I'm too tired. <laughs> no, it's that good old fashioned fuck it. It just gets to that point. You're like, shit, fuck it. Oh my what the hell, that's how you gonna do. Mm-hmm. Um, so Duran and Rebecca won't be joining us today. Rebecca is dealing with some family stuff, and Duran, I believe, has some work stuff. Even though this show was dedicated to him, right. Um, because of uh, last week's antics. So, <laughs> and we'll discuss further after the, our feature track, which was actually dedicated to Duran because Micah called him something and, you know, she ate, ate our sister's head up. So, uh, we're going to start with our feature track, which is one of the good old uh, house jams from the 1990s called Don't Call Me Baby by Madison Avenue. You're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you. 
Don't Call Me Baby by Madison Avenue. That was from the 90s. Did you um, have that when you were um, coming up, Micah? Did they play that song? I've heard, I've heard of it. I mean, I know that song. Yeah, I definitely oh, heard it. Oh, but you was in the clubs when it was happening. So yeah, no, I was not in the clubs. You know, was, okay. Like, I, I remember hearing uh, it, on, like, I guess, like, on, like, MTV or VH from one or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was, like, one of the big, like, house club bumps from the 90s, honey. At the... Uh, Columbus Eagle in Columbus, Ohio. Shout out to the uh, governor who has uh, um, Corona now. Um, so they're not laughing at him, but you know they're open too early and shit is just kind of reckless over there. You know, at exactly. the same time. So let's do our little Corona check, and we're gonna start with the real lady here, Miss Samantha. I know you've been, you say you just going along with shit, but Corona check in. How you doing, Mama? On the other side, besides work, I am, you know, yeah, riding the waves, just not letting, um, you know, let, not letting everything that's happening overwhelm me, because it's stuff. I'm just like really coming to terms with the fact that there's just stuff that you can't control, mm. and not letting myself get beat down by it all, mm. um, and then just taking like I just have a mantra that I've been adopting these past few days. That's basically like move forward. So every day when I feel myself getting like stuck in, in a rut or not wanting to get out of bed or just feeling really down I'm just telling myself to just do one thing that'll move the day forward or any of my business just like one thing that needs to be done move it forward just do one step if you do that every day that if you do one day each week each day of the week that's seven steps you would have done a lot mm. so 
Um, so that's what I've been doing. Just to, I keep telling myself to move forward and that's been helping me. I've been actually getting things done. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Mr. Rashad. Um, yeah, I'm doing all right. I mean, it's, um, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, you know, I, I like, I, I like being able to, you know, go out, like, you know, I'm loving this weather. You know, I'm generally like, I'm a warm, I'm a warm body person. I'm a warm weather person. So, like I'm really liking this weather. So I think that's been helpful for my own mental health. Um, but I feel like, you know, I think that like the whole line between work and personal is like so blurred now that like, I just feel burnt out being in my apartment on the regular, <laughs> just because I'm like, well, I guess I'll do work. I'm looking at my computer. Um, so that's like, that's real for me. Um, so I think I'm, I'm just really trying to like find that like balance of like work and non-work and I'm finding it really difficult to like manage right now. So I'm like, really just trying to like figure out what do you do? I, I think I just need, I, honestly, I think I just need to take some days off and just be like, I'm not working for like three days. Even if, even if it means not doing anything, just like not doing work for three days. I think that's right. Um, yeah. Uh, so I actually have returned to the workforce this week, which has been really interesting because I have to redo my life. It's been four mm-hmm. months since I've not, I've, done little work for me, but I'm actually going to the office. And the one thing that me and my bosses agreed on, which I love their support on this, is the fact that um, no one who works for the company knows that I'm in full time. Mm. So, so oh, sorry. So go ahead. Actually going to the, you're going to the office every single day? For like- I'm going to the office every single day. Wow. I'm going to the office every single day. Um, so I'm not going to discuss on air why I'm going to the office every single day, but I'll tell you afterwards. But I'm going to the office every single day. It's not a bad reason. It's a good reason. It's great. Well, no, I get that. But it, I mean, I, just, yeah, I think yeah. it's interesting. Like, I was yeah. just like everyone trying to do remote, so it's addressing that. Like, we can yeah. Talk. Well, yeah, I'm still doing remote because when we're done with the show, my mother got things to do. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's been interesting, just kind of adjusting, and I do like the fact, like I said, the support is. I'm trying to get the office in order um, just before anything else happens because that's just the way I want it to be. Um, and they said, like, you know what? We're not going to tell anybody you're working full time until you feel you're ready to say, hey, people can harass you. So I'm just doing things right now to get. So that's nice. But the readjusting, I've started to kind of get my life back in order um as far as uh, my health you know so mm. i haven't drank in four days which is very weird for me as anyone who knows me so it's my first drink i'm having in a long time and it's a conscious what, decision what are you drinking i'm drinking uh rum and diet oh. uh, because it's the lowest in calories and yeah and i'm just trying to get my health back trying to get back in shape just you know get my mental state going and all of that so uh yeah but it's it's interesting to say the least you know um yes. So, um, slightly related to drinks. Um, so one of the things I've also been trying to do is like declutter because that's been, like, my big project because I'm, I, I use clutter in my room all the time. But I did find, I was on this old food and wine. You're breaking up a little bit, mama. Oh, I'm to the microphone. I found a food and wine magazine and, uh, I found this delicious recipe for a gin spritz. Um, I'll send it with you. I'll send it to you all. It looks really Please good. Please do. But, um, you know, if y'all wanted something, it looks like, it looks very summery, very, like, you know, delicious. Um, but yeah, we can, you know, I'll even, we can even share on social so people want to test it out, you know, let us know what you think. But. So I also, I also deleted all the, um, the apps of my phone for the gay boys out there. So I'm not on any of the apps anymore because 
I was only on there and like some of the people are talking to the like you're deleting the app. I'm like, yeah, I was only on this because I was in quarantine. I'm mm-hmm. a social person, you know. I like to meet and we all know I like to meet my dick outside, honey. So mm-hmm. I'm just kinda of trying to recondition myself back into that state of mind. But it's interesting because now when I leave work, even though it's been four days, I'm not meeting up with you or somebody else or anything like that. But and also like I miss, I had gotten used to the routine where me and Micah, uh, I meet Micah on Wednesdays, just to kind of have lunch, talk, mm-hmm. catch up, and then I leave, like an hour and a half, something like that. So just kind of getting reaccustomed to that and just kind of trying to get the mental, the mental self, because you, you don't understand how much the mental things mean when you start to, you know, get back into the swing of things, but. Right. Wait, so I mean, you're, bike, I think, you, you're biking to work or are you? I'm biking to work, biking to and from work every day. Wow. Because you remember when I was working out consistently, I used to do uh, my 10 miles on the bike um, mm-hmm. in the 40 minutes on the stationary bike. And I lost a lot of weight that way. I was like, so I would be foolish working five days a week not to bike to and from work and I'm burning over a thousand plus calories and just trying to okay. get this 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 shape back in order you know just for me and get my mm-hmm. stuff right and cut down this drinking and you know I, I'm just trying to get myself into this space I had this weird awakening the past two weeks I don't know how safe is it though uh, what uh, in my office no biking from like where you live all the way to oh it's it's, 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 it's very safe it's very, very safe. It's actually very, very safe. It's one of the best routes to go because you just, there's a bike lane going straight there, Manhattan, but it's very safe. So that's easy. Knock on wood, bitch. I don't want to feel like I'm hitting more. <laughs> but are you taking the Williamsburg Bridge? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. How she treats you? you? You getting better with her? She's just fine. Okay, so for those of you in New York City, I have not mastered the incline going in yet. Okay. I I, can, I, I do have to incline. I walk the other half, and then I ride the rest of the way. Uh, but coming back, I've managed to – the incline coming back is actually harder than the incline going in, uh, mm-hmm. which I have to go on the first speed in. And so I'm, I managed to actually ride from my office straight down here, doing everything without, a, without uh, walking the bike. So I, yeah. that's, gotten, that's gotten better. Uh, my time my time's getting much better. I'm okay. able to do it in like 45 minutes now. Okay, okay. So, but uh, let's go forward. We can talk more about everything that's going on here. But uh, let's talk about just, uh, I hate to sound kind of crazy about this, but, you know, the thoughts and prayers are with our brothers and sisters in uh, Beirut. I know. Uh, Lebanon. And they had this fucking crazy explosion happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's it ha- so I'm sure I'm, if you've been, if you've been, if you haven't been under a rock, I'm sure you heard about it. And I think someone shared with me that it, like, was, like one of the largest blasts like in an urban area in terms of like tons of like material exploded exploding i think it was like third or fourth like in history like I, I, like you know modern history like you know yeah. you show nagasaki and then there was like and it was like um i think there was one more and then it was the beirut blast and like you know and i've seen images of it overlaid of like new york and like if the same thing happened in new york it would be like half manhattan and like a big chunk of Brooklyn. Like it was like, like the range was huge. And it's just like, really like, I don't think, I don't think the, the, the imagery that we've seen of like the initial blast on the news, like does it justice? It was like a really large blast. And it's just like kind of crazy. It, it, it is crazy. Yeah. So do you guys think it was an actual blast or do you think it was something else? This just me being a conspiracy theorist. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was just probably government, government negligence. I mean, that seems to be like someone put a whole lot of explosive materials in a place where it shouldn't have been. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so sad. It's just so That's sad. That's just weird, though. Like, I love a good conspiracy theory, but I mean, like, we've had other instances in history in which human error and negligence has caused crazy things like this to happen. Like, look at Chernobyl, right? Mm-hmm. That was Very really, true. like, the biggest oopsie of all time right. that led right. to like a wiping out basically a whole town but making it basically unlivable right no so mm-hmm. i mean it's not impossible that it could just be like somebody fucked up or some people fucked up right but you know because governments are so untrustworthy now it and then because they have done things like this none of it is outside the realm of possibility and right. it goes to show you where society is right now, where like nobody trusts government, no matter where you go. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to see how that's going to look in human history in the future. But also, the side effects of all this that's going on is even now it's crazier because we're in the middle of a pandemic, global yeah. pandemic. Mm-hmm. This explosion happens. So now you have more people being pushed into the hospitals, right? Right. Already overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And now you have like I think like hundred people died I think, yeah. and then you have like thousands injured. Now right. there's more people exposed or more people who already maybe may have it bringing it into the hospital. On top of that, even the people who weren't initially injured from the blast are being exposed to I think it's like nitric acid is called like that was like the chemical that was in the in the smoke. Oh, They're now getting sick from that. We're going to be now pushed into the hospital further because it's really oh. toxic. God. So this is going to be a domino effect of many problems we're going to be seeing in Lebanon in, in Beirut. That's- yeah, which is very, very sad because, like, I mean, it's just one of those things where, I mean, I just feel bad for them just as a people because that should not be that way at all, you know, um, in that sense. But it's so, so, like, unfortunate, um, but I hope that, Everybody in the country kind of gathers together and kind of gets it together. Sorry, my roommate's giving me some lines for my for, for my um, my drink. That's the noise you hear. Okay. Um, she's very very sweet. Um, and yeah, I hope so for that. So, Micah. Uh, anyway, I hate to say thoughts and prayers, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like we are honestly, if you're not a, a, a religious person in that way, just kind of send. I, uh, your prayers? I don't know. Well, you also donate to the, the Lebanese um, Red Cross. Yeah. Apparently, that's like probably one of, the, one of the few organizations that not that's not tied to the Le- the Lebanese government. So they're not going to like have the money just go to right. a corrupt place. So I think I think that's what I've heard. Like d- donate to the Lebanese Red Cross. There's right. all I don't know if you want Instagram. There's like a whole thing of like helping people find real family. Right. You are missing, right? So. And I, actually, you know, funny enough, I feel very close to people from Lebanon because I, I don't know if I said this on the show before, you know, growing up in Liberia, uh, Liberian population are Liberian locals, Indian, Chinese, and Lebanese. Mm-hmm. So I, I grew up with nothing but Lebanese, Indian, and, um, and uh, Chinese kids mm. in, West Af- in, in Liberia growing up. So that- that's a big population of Lebanese, a huge population of Lebanese people in in, in uh, Liberia, oh, very yeah. very big. So it's it's a it's a yeah. So it's a big thing there. So, um, in that sense. So, but anyway, I want to switch my attention to let Micah lead this and this um, next segment. We're talking about uh, Miss Andenisha on trumpet, mm. um, and the interview she had um, that aired on the HBO, I believe. 
Yeah, so Aaron HBO, um, it was with Jonathan Swan of Axios. Um, basically, um, they had an interview. I think it, I think it, I guess it aired, um, in, I mean, it was recorded in the last week. It aired on Monday of this week. Yeah. Um, basically, I mean, a lower part of it was all about COVID. Uh, you know, they also, you know, talked about um, legacy of Don Lewis. Um, they talked about um, the election. Um, there might be a few other things, but I mean, those are the big, the three big ones because he, because also Trump made some really terrible. I mean, he's, he was terrible the entire interview, but he made a couple extremely terrible <laughs> notes in this interview. Um, one had so to be extremely bizarre. Can we just like take a minute to just like sit with that? Like how bizarre yeah. that was. It was right. such a bizarre interview. Oh my god. And it's available on, it's available, if you haven't seen it yet, um, if you don't have HBO, it's also available on YouTube in its entirety because it's only like a 30 minute interview. So mm-hmm. I highly recommend if you have not seen it, please watch it because it is so bizarre. It's just. I, just, I didn't think he could surprise me. And my, you know, mind you, I'm reading the Mary Trump book. Oh, how is it? Uh, it's very insightful, I tell you that. And it's a quick read. It's not, a, it's not the book isn't that big. Okay. I don't want to put any spoilers on the podcast, so maybe we'll, oh, yeah. we'll dedicate some time to talk about that later on. Mm-hmm. But um, I have to say that, like, I was still surprised at how far he he can go with with his uh, with his behavior. I don't want to use words that are ableist, like you know, like crazy or insane or anything like that. But like, gotcha. I don't know what, I don't know how to describe what I witnessed. Right, eccentricity. Is that what we're gonna call it? I don't know. I don't, know if, I don't even know if that's a real word. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know. It is. It's a Walter whole... Mercado was eccentric. Donald Trump is ill. Oh, come on. <laughs> who are you for? Come, come on. That's for people who know things. You pull out Walter Mercado, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Wow. Which is insane. It is what it is. It's like, really, girl? You run the country? It is what it is? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. That uh, he, I mean, he's just such a strange guy. I mean, like, will you really give the job to a guy who didn't think he was going to get it? And now he's like, uh, <laughs> for four years, well, I'm just going to do right. this. Well, read the, man- read the manuals. What manuals? <laughs> I mean, it's also- that, other people who get paid to read it for him and summarize it, he still won't listen to them. So <laughs> right. It's like right. there's no way around it. Mm-hmm. Like, there are literally people who, who are paid to, like, fill in the gaps for him. Right. And he won't right. listen to them. Right. So there's like no way around whatever it is that's going on in his brain. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. I remember there was like one point in the interview where he was talking about um, like his briefings and then like how like they're not every day, you know, like, you know, traditionally they're every day, right? So they're like every few days. But then he was like, he was talking about how I read, but then he like somehow contradicted himself about how he wasn't reading the briefings. He doesn't read them. Yeah, I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, what? Well, when you're the president, you should be briefed every day. Right. He's only briefed like twice a day, and it's like it's like you know big letters and stuff that he can't read. But then he, well, but the issue is, why say that on camera? Because I mean, it's obvious anyway. But like, if yeah, why confirm it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, like yes, I've sure had other idiots in that job in the past, but he takes the cake with the way he's presenting it. Like, you know. I right. mean, George W. Bush was a corner of stupid, but he wasn't ignorant. Right. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that's a big difference between stupid and ignorant. You know, mm-hmm. like he would say some shit that don't make no sense, but he didn't like contradict himself. He just didn't know what the hell he was talking about at times. And he didn't even want to be president anyway, if we want to go mm-hmm. there. Right. Uh, but at the same time, it's just like, come on now, you need to like really like pay attention to your country, which leads me to the next uh, topic, which is like how the pandemic has really defeated this country. And I think that it didn't have to be if we had a leadership that was there. We, we could be defeated as any other country's defeated because there's a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, like even looking at his like his like whole numbers thing, it was like, you know, it was like you can't like I think in the interview it was like you can't do that. When talking to Jonathan Swan, looking at like proportion of oh Korea and all of that. But no, yeah. So he's looking at yeah, looking at Korea and like how um, like our like that's the population. He was like, you can't do that. And it's like that's actually the stat that matters. <laughs> like right. The problem is he doesn't like being wrong. There's nothing wrong. There's a power in being wrong. And it's okay, because when you're a fearless leader, you admit when you're wrong, and it's all about fixing the problem. I made a mistake. All I had to do, all he had to do was say, look, I did not think this was going to reach in this country like this, and mm-hmm. we did not prepare for it the way we should have, but we are here now, so we have to do whatever it takes to make sure this gets under control. That is the simplest answer you can give, and you don't have to answer any other questions besides that. Just put the doctor. That's the thing about that's the thing he doesn't understand. He's such a narcissist that he always wants to be upfront. It's like, no, this is when your surgeon general and the people who are doctors and your medical advisors, this is when they should always be on the news every day and you just come in like once every two weeks and give a little you know blah 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 but you know you know doctors and them still are affected by like political i think they're not completely um like unaffected by that because remember in the beginning without you was running around telling everybody not to wear a mask yeah right Uh, yes even though we, we couldn't get testing even though there was no way for us to know who had what we were being told not to wear a mask this thing spread like wildfire now, have we worn masks from the jump? Mm-hmm. Think about that. Could it tell us all to wear masks now? How we all worn? So the thing is, and I think that he was that was definitely influenced by political policy. I believe. Oh yeah. Well, so I yeah. think even if you're a scientist and a doctor and you have that background knowledge, you're not exactly, um, you know, excluded from the influence of politicians and how they treat the the, the situation. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Totally. Hundred percent. Um, I know there's, um, like, I, there's one story that, I mean, I think going back to, like, you know, listening to the people who, like, you know, who have information and also just, like, admitting when you're wrong. Like, one of my favorite stories was about Fidel Castro, actually. Just, like, one of the things that, you know, maybe, like, really, like, like really, like, Fidel Castro is that, so, like, back, I guess, like, in the early 60s or, like, yeah, mid-60s, like, he tried to do this whole, like, um, tried to change everything with the land and like redistributed everything and like plant things differently because it was based on Soviet ideas. Of course it was all wrong because all lies because the Soviets all lied and blah, 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 because Stalin, blah, blah, blah. But, um, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> death, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, yeah, death, blah, 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 right. <laughs> um, gulags, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, but then at least Fidel was like, hey, like, I messed up. I'm so sorry. And the people still loved him because they were like, thank you for at least admitting the fact that you messed up. And, like, he did what he could to, like, make it better. And I'm like, that's what we need from our leaders. Like, if you mess up, acknowledge the fact that you messed up. I will, I will like you more if you tell me you messed up and you acknowledge it. That's, it's a right. smart way to gain their love, you know? And people are, are tend to be more forgiving because people want 
the person, the president, the leaders to worry about those things. Like, we don't want to have to be worrying all this, about all the stuff we're worrying about right now. Right, mm-hmm. right. So you make it easy for everybody to just like, okay, then the, like the general public will forget and forgive a lot. Yes. Because we were having too much on that plate. We were 40 hour work weeks, which we think is normal, but it's actually crazy. <laughs> and then like, we have all these stresses that we got to do just so we can survive. We don't have time to be worrying about all that. So right, we want right. people else to do it. So you, if we take it off our plate, people will forgive. But he's not even, you know, Trump's not even doing any of that. No, he doesn't, he doesn't care. But also, uh, I don't think he has the comprehension. No, he gets it. Beyond, you know what I mean? I think his this whole thing was this passion project of his to elevate himself with society. Because remember how like the wealthy class works. It's not just about how much money you have, right? He's been trying to insert himself into like this old money society of America. For so long, he's all he wants it to be accepted. And, you know, being president, I think, was like his last push. And mm-hmm. it's still not enough because of mm-hmm. who he is. Because he's always going to be like rich trash from Queens. Yep. And it shows. Oh, there <laughs> right? it is. Right? No, that's it. From, well, from before, estates. <laughs> before we go to music break, I just want to just uh, cover this topic really quickly. Um, uh, it's like we are tired of our black leaders, as we say, uh, cleaning up on white mess. So, because uh, the black leaders are out here really trying their best to keep mm-hmm. it together, except for that one man that died two weeks ago, bless his heart, you know, his family. Verona oh, came for but, him. Uh, oh, but, but um, I'm tired of it too. I just wonder since we're like, why do we always have to clean up white folks' mess? I mean, because like, just, yeah, I mean, I think also because like, you know, we've been framed as these like, Magical Negroes, right? Like that's right. Too. like that's part of the, that's one of the archetypes. Oh, right? magical Negro! You have never heard that before in all never, my years. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole motif. In it's like, a trope. It's a trope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In like Negro. the friend groups in real life and in movies and shows. It's always a oh Negro. oh no, I have heard that. I'm sorry. Yeah, the magical Negro, the one that just kind of drops in and like makes everything okay, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's kind of like the token. It's a token in a way. It's a, yeah. It's a type of okay. joke. They go so they go further, like the the one who's like there as the, the plot device to help the white guy believe in himself. Oh or, yes, 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 like yes. Of course, of course, got usually it. Got shows it. Up as a, you know, usually shows up as a janitor, just like, well, you know, yeah. with a, with very wise quotes. A barit a baritone janitor, honey, who has a very nice singing voice, honey, because he had a record a deal back in '68. I don't know, <laughs> just made that up, something <laughs> like that. Well, anyway, we're gonna take our music break. Is it time for our music break, Mike? Can we take a yeah, music break uh, now? Sure. We can make a music break. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so we're gonna start with our first music break, and this is like from three things that were released this week. This is very brand new. It's like very um, a black women heavy. Uh, so we're going to start with uh, Tony Braxton released a song for her upcoming album um, called Dance. Um, and um, Brandy, Lil Brandy, as um, Jackie Washington would say, released a song called Borderline, not Madonna, not to be confused with Madonna's Borderline, um, uh, from her album Seven, her seventh studio album, uh, trying to show these little husbands how to sing dry R&B. Um, <laughs> and also uh, this week, uh, we had uh, Beyonce's uh, Lion King inspired reboot of a reboot of a reboot of um, The Gift Deluxe Edition where she, um, Black is King, uh, which we'll discuss in the next part. Uh, and this is the song My Power um, from that. So you're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah.
flowers and a lee. Who you wanna be? I'm who they wanna be. B E A U T Y E. Never seen so much rage from a queen. Rage from a queen. Queen so strong, thought she was a machine. Girl in your dreams, Sinclair regime. Turn to the max, can't forget Maxine. But fuck to me as a goddess, I'm tired of being modest. A hundred degrees the hottest. If we being honest, ebony antibodies. Black people win, they say we be a mnemonic. Angel in disguise, I hate it, have to disguise it. Why you got to despise it? Rich in the mind, is why I'm making deposits. Carry all the power, it's time to realize it. to Queer State of Mind, New York City's home for queer people of color to gather and talk. Stay connected with all the tea and more. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queerstateofmind and follow us on Twitter at QSOMNYC. 
Yes, honey, those were our vintage divas. What did you guys think? <laughs> what did you think of the, the tracks? Uh, starting with um, Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton, Dark Child. <laughs> I, like, I, I, like, I like the new Tony. It was cute. Uh, it, I like that she didn't try too hard to sound young. Um, no. I like that. So. She old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like she's doing, she's she's making a dance sounding song for someone who's like age appropriate and like genre appropriate. Yeah. So I like right, um, right. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, I like I like the the new brandy. The brandy was cute. I need I need to hear the entire album. I haven't heard the entire album yet. So you know, uh, it, it's dry. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's fine. It's it's. <laughs> So why'd you pick it's, it? <laughs> well, I, I, well I, it's not a bad thing. It's, you know, when every, every, the young artists now, they're all trying to sound like Brandy doing a slow R&B record. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are doing it unsuccessfully, in my opinion. However, you know, she's good at that. But, you know, we know Brandy can sing and we know she has a lot of mid-tempo things. I just wish she would have done a little bit more mid-tempo tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's a more advanced version of what, like, Summer Walker, uh, whatever the other girls who all do the same, uh, Tiana Taylor, um. the album, it's a more, it's a more advanced version of that mm-hmm. in that sense, because, you know, she is, she is their, their queen all the day at the time. You know, Brandy's, oh, Brandy's first album came out in 94. So, you know, Brandy's not a, a spring chicken. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I mean, literally <laughs> Almost 30 girls, years ago. Right. There are girls who are coming out who are, young, who are born after her first album. Wow. Yeah. And Tony Braxton. Funny enough, someone had a very interesting thing. Uh, we're talking about verses mm-hmm. and, like, what a versus battle would be like. And the only person I can think that can do a versus battle with Tony Braxton is Mary J. Blige. But Tony Braxton really doesn't have a contemporary. Because she was like doing pop R&B that she was by herself. And the kids would never understand. I know you guys know how big of a star Tony Braxton was when Tony Braxton was Tony Braxton for for those 10 years. I mean, like it was like, like I remember when Breathe Again and Madonna's um, Take a Bow came out at the same time and they were comparing their videos like. All the time. And they were both babyface songs. They were both babyface songs. That's right. They were both babyface songs, and both of them had them running around in like a rose garden. Yeah. Right. <laughs> in a maze. It was cute. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you first before uh, we give our opinions. What did you think of um, Black is King? Is she there? <laughs> I think Sam. Samantha. <laughs> what did you think of Black is King? We're gonna ask your opinion. What did you think of Black is King? Uh, don't kill me. I didn't watch it yet. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I'll ask Micah and then I'll give my opinion. I'm going to start by saying I thought it was an A. So before anybody comes for me when I do my critique, so I'll let Micah go first. I really enjoyed it. I think I think it's like it's a really nice piece. Um, I mean, I, I don't think it has a it doesn't have a story or anything like that. I mean, it's not like it's it's not a moonwalker, but it's it's really enjoyable, and I think it's very beautifully like. I'm talking about Captain EO. Thank you. Oh, get it right. Yeah. You said Moonwalker. Yeah. That's not Captain EO. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Thank you. <laughs> um, but you know, I thought it was like I thought it was like a really good album. I think the soundtrack's really great, and I think hearing seeing the visual album now makes the album make sense. 
in a way that did not make sense before. You know what? Funny you should say that because I downloaded Deluxe Edition and I listened to it. I'm like, there are songs I, I live for and the songs I don't. Right. No, I don't, I don't not live for anything. Well, first of all, one song with that man, that monitor man. I don't like the song with Jay-Z. Oh, yeah, yeah. Me. <laughs> but um, visually, but, it made sense to me. And go ahead. Well, I mean, I think a lot of things just make more sense when you see it live. I mean, I think it's like just like well, right. you see a visual to it. I think it just makes things make a lot more sense in general. Right. But I think that's what I think. That's, yeah. I feel like that's what she's been doing lately. Like a lot of her stuff is like, it makes yeah. if you add the visual to it, like everything becomes clear. Like if you just take right, if you just isolate the audio, it, like it might be good, but it becomes great when you have the vi- have the visual. But mm-hmm. yeah, but that's the Beyonce thing I don't Beyonce. like about Beyonce. So I'm like, mm. this is a song, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's supposed to be able to stand on its own legs, right? Because I don't want to ask so much. Right. I didn't like lemon. I didn't like lemonade originally for that reason. Like, yeah, lemon. I thought about lemonade. I, the only song I like from there. That could stand on its own, in my opinion, was sorry. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then the rest, I feel like, needed the videos. Exactly. Like, I didn't like Lemonade until I watched the entire thing. Like, just listen to Lemonade on its own, I did not like it. Right. I hear you. I would say this much. Lem- lemonade is better than Black is King because it's more her as, uh, as an artist. But this is no shade. And first, well, let me say, like I said, I give Black is King... Black is King uh-oh. I enjoy- Sorry, you're breaking up a little bit, Carmen. Oh, God, did we lose her? Okay, so I guess... Oh, you're muted, Sam. Wait, I'm coming back. I'll come. The way her face is frozen in the screen is hilarious. <laughs> I think a screenshot of this. Hold on, let me print screen. Am I back yet? Am I back yet? Oh, damn, you're moving you need to it. <laughs> so Am I funny. back? You were like this, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, stop. Yes, that was your favorite. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Okay, okay, all right. So I liked Black is King. I I thought it was uh, nice. And this is no shade. And I'm going to go here and I want people to follow. (laughs) Ooh, that internet girl. I mean, so we don't have a thunderstorm or anything, but you know. You need to contact your Verizon rep because no, it's <laughs> you. You know what? I I I I I'll switch back to my room because I'm not in my room. I'll go back to my room because my room is better because I'm close to the router. Am I better now? You better now. That router for ten seconds. <laughs> okay, hold on. Okay, let me come back. I was doing so well in the beginning. <laughs> um, I'll I'll hold court. Like Sam, so we'll hold court. So <laughs> yeah, we'll hold court. <laughs> No, I'm hold court, hold court. I, I, I have to get my thought. I have to get my thought about this going. But hold court. I'll be. I'll be right there. <laughs> you identify the problem with this Wi-Fi. Okay, do you gotta right. go on Google while your phone takes up to the Wi-Fi and just type in what's my Wi-Fi speed? Because they have the, the thing that checks it for you, mm-hmm. and it'll show you. So if it's looking like it's a little slow, at least you know. At least you'll know there's a problem, and you can call people and start with some more information. Yes. Like, there's something going on in that house of yours. Either that or like there's some sort of something blocking the, the waves. I mean okay. I mean I don't know how old I don't know how new or old our house is, but she might have that lead paint, you know. Doesn't that <laughs> it will block it. <laughs> lead those lead walls. All right. All right. How am I now? You're great. Yeah, you're am I good? good? Yes, yeah. you're good. All right. And you're lit All up. right, let me get my thought back out. 
So, sorry. So, my, I was trying to say that I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really good. Um, I didn't like the part with Jay-Z. That's just me. That's uh, no shade, but shade. Um, but I just thought that the songs that she weren't on were the best. It has nothing to do with her. It has to do with the genre. Mm -hmm. Because the people who are in the genre, like Don't Jealous Me, Power What I Play, uh, Water, the people who are really in the genre, even when those people start to dance, it was like, oh, that's what that should look like. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. it, had, it had nothing to do with mother, you know. But, and I want to say this much right here. I haven't said much about this. And people are like, well, you know, you're usually very critical. I said, I'm not going to criticize this because I wish when I was in high school, in like yeah. 90, 90, 92, Same. when the kids were calling me African Jungle Bunny and Skutankita and Shaka Zulu and all of this stuff that they have something, even if it's capitalist or not, something to look at to be positive from that aspect of mm. being uh, African-American, identifying with Africa. Mm -hmm. It might not be perfect, but at least it, it was something. I wish that existed. So that's part of the reason why I don't have any like type of like ill feeling behind it. Cause I'm like, look, that would have been great for me because right. it, it, my, my time here when I was younger was very traumatic when it came to that, you know, being in that sense. So um, I think that Lemonade was better because it was her. But mm -hmm. I think as an artist, she, she's trying she's trying to grow. And I, I don't, I don't fault nobody for that. Now, nobody bought that album. However, Mother did it. It, mm -hmm. it, it was beautiful. I, it was beautiful. So, I mean, tense. Tense for that. It's an eight. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll actually probably see. I'm sure you've probably already seen a rise in record sales and streams since it's, since it dropped. So uh, maybe, maybe no, she's still like number well, she, she's like she's number getting, seventeen or eighteen on the chart. Well, she's getting she's getting that money from the Disney Plus, so she's fine. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah, thing yeah. but one thing I will say but too. But I think at this um, point, at this point, mm -hmm. it's no. Go no, ahead. My, okay, I was gonna say because um, you were talking about you know when you were growing up, you know younger because i was just like i think the only representation of like anyone from africa that i had growing up was kwame from captain planet so like i get it like you just didn't have a presentation like that and kwame was first no i 100 get it <laughs> and you know and we've had this conversation before and this is very important we had this conversation before and my thing is i think i've always been defensive about it when i talk about it with people because mm -hmm. people never acknowledge that it was fucked up People always start right. with the excuse. And so once you start with the excuse with me, I'm not listening to you because you're not telling me it was fucked up. If you go like, oh, well, you know, we didn't have, I said, yeah, that's fine. But you know what? A boy in Texas doesn't see black people. So if it calls you a nigger, you shouldn't be like, oh my God, I didn't know any black people in Texas. That's why. You're like, no, it's not a fucking right. excuse. Right. It's fucked up. No, it's but it's, yeah, mean, you know, it's one of those things. So right. I'm just happy yeah. that that exists for people now. So maybe there will be African kids right now in school who will have uh, African-American kids will see the African porn. I call it African porn for African-Americans. Because <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Because mm -hmm. everybody's like going, oh, this guy and that, blah, blah, blah. I say, you know, there are like over like 50,000 tribes on the continent. Yeah, with all right. these different, you know. On the continent. And they're like, well, I said, honey, I'm not, from, I'm not from South Africa, honey. I don't know what to do over there, <laughs> you know. Right, so, right, right. So I think that I just think it's 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 very nice that it is it is good that this exists whether I like it or not. Mm -hmm. it, it's good, yeah. And exactly. it's good that it exists. 
I definitely would have benefited as like a young black girl. I, I was, I was giving my third test for that. You know, right? We, have, we, we all have images, we, we, you know, in the mm-hmm. mainstream. Totally. I definitely yes. My experience for sure. Totally. I mean, I think like this combined with like Black Panther, like how different we all have been if we had grown up with yeah. as like our images, you know? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, I give the tense for that. So if you guys have not seen Black is King, please watch Black is King. Um, she does a very, very good job, you know, I guess directing it. Mm. Something like that. Something like that. Like, you know, you know, you, you know them credits, girl. But yeah, so I guess we're about to go into the uh, second half, Micah. Is that correct? Um, yeah, I'm about to. Yeah, about to. Whenever you're ready. About oh yeah. So let's go ahead. You know, let's go ahead and jump into the next hour here and come back and discuss some more black woman situation. Well, speaking of fucked up, honey. Yeah. Uh, I was like, she don't came up. Look at her. Yeah, look at God. Getting merch. I don't know if that's God, but yeah, look at something, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's not going to let me do anything. Let's get that right. Bitch, I see what you did there. You did what I did there. And I appreciate it. This remix will literally give you life. Okay, yeah, we're listening to Queers of the Mind. I'm going to let these queens calm down. Because they Ooh, do need They're doing the most. All right. What, I want. what is happening? What is happening on the record right now? Say your girlfriend. I'm like, no, this is my good Judy. This what the fuck you mean? Right. Ladies with an attitude, fellas that are not in the mood, continue. <laughs> 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 Time for the Messy Hour, right here on Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes, y'all. So, who has the messy story this week? Oh. That's your turn. I don't have a messy story. I didn't plan one. Um, You don't have a messy story? No, it's not that kind of day. I'm trying to think. Is there just, you always have a mess story, Micah. Keep your shit under wraps, like a lady. <laughs> she literally. Oh, yes, tell about the time you kept your shit under wraps, girl. <laughs> um, wait, I think there's, okay, I think there's a story about shit somewhere. Just not being oh, under wraps. God, we should not have so many shit stories on the fucking It's show. literally messy. <laughs> Y'all need to plug it up. I do have a story. I do have a story. I do have a story. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so, so, um, I had a really bad hemorrhoid. <laughs> um, so bad, I had it for like a year. Um, it involved like multiple surgeries. Um, by the way, NYU Langone, they're really good at treating cut, like, t- treating patients if you have to have any issues. Anyway, um, I had a really bad, I had a really bad one, um, and there was a weekend. So I started, so I started, you know, getting treated and everything like that. You know, getting like the rubber band surgeries. Um, and like getting like it burned off and all this fun stuff. It's terrible. It hurts. Um, but there's one time where I got a cert- I got a procedure just before going to the beach, going to Fire Island, right? So, oh, girl. Um, I got it done, and I was like, 
it was still bleeding. Like it was like they like you know the doctor put like you know all the the gauze and stuff on it to like cover it up, but like it was still I was still like bleeding <laughs> and um, come on tap packs. Yeah, so so I had to go to like the you know I had to go to my local like pharmacy and I bought like <laughs> pads. <laughs> like stop the blood from coming through my pants <laughs> oh but you had like feminine pads yes like sexy pads yes it was rubbing the blood um. <laughs> it's funny but think about this like women have to do this every fucking month yes yeah like, all like every day, month you know every- multiple times a day switching them out oh my fucking god I had no idea. Three to seven days, depending on your health. <laughs> I had oh no my idea. god, That's Jesus crazy. Christ! That's yeah, too much. It was too much. Like I was, I was having, I was having attitude doing it for like three days. Like, I can only imagine doing it every single month, you know, for all your life. <laughs> like, but, wow. Um, and then hoping that you get the right one that's the right size so that you don't get anything that spills out on the side or the back or not sleeping on your back because you don't want to wake up with a huge blood stain on your, on your dirt. <laughs> no. It leaked out and went onto your back. <laughs> Shut up. Girl, okay, no, no, no. This, I'm, this I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to, trying to be an ignorant motherfucker. This is some shit y'all go through. Oh, this is this is real. You got like, a plan. You got to get me, because, you know, like, this, every oh girl my has God, that's terrible. You got to get the right size. Sometimes, you know, you gotta, especially, like, I don't sleep on my back when I got a period at all. Are you kidding me? I can't, no. Because it's too nerve-wracking. And this happens every two years for seven days out of, the, out of the fucking month you don't do this you don't step in your back you can't no i know the first four days like once it starts to lighten oh, a little shit. bit then i can't kind of sleep on my back but i don't i don't risk it i don't risk what it. No. oh my god i'm learning so much right now oh. that's crazy yeah because there's like wow. the, the, the crying scene that you you could possibly wake up to in the morning it's not worth it <laughs> <laughs> the crime I scene that. i had enough crime scenes in that like week and I can't imagine. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, I sleep on my side, and I can't sleep on my stomach either. It's just the sides. Wow, oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. That's so crazy. Men, like, we have like a, a slight inconvenience. <laughs> like, I'd be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I had to do this for two days." And that's right. why sometimes I understand why sometimes girls be looking at us like, "Really, two days? That's it? That's you? You were mad?" Okay. Yeah, some girls are just like, "Oh, I'm fine. I got the cup." Or I, I use a tampon, and I'm like, listen, I'm all traumatized from tampons because my best friend Marilyn, um, her mom had died when we were 15 from TSS, and I've been so traumatized from that. that oh I, wow, like, that's right. That can kill you. You can't get an infection for that. It, yeah, and it could be just from allergic reaction to like the product. Like it doesn't have to be like you had it on for mad long or anything like that. Because she what? Like, used them and then she used it like that one time, and then she had a reaction and it killed her. Um, and I was so I'm done. I've only used them when I was swimming, when I was taking swimming classes. And even then, I was like really shook the whole time, just panicking. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. A it's a, you know, I mean, although I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna be one of the people who hates their periods. I'm very grateful for my period because I gauge yeah. everything about my health based on it. Right. Like, I can tell if I've eaten bad, something's wrong. If I'm vitamin deficient, I, just from looking at what's down there. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I remember I think we, we spoke once about like menopause, right? And it's like the idea that like once it happens, like that's something that you've like been using your entire life to guide you is like gone. Yeah. And like 
what does that actually mean for yeah. you? That is crazy, by the way. I think this conversation is kind of fucking amazing, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> so, it. you know, it, it is, it's like a beautiful part of being a human, you know, a, right. a certain type of human. So where can you I have a built in barometer for your health? Can I tell you, like, one of my favorite jokes, which is probably the most Texas joke. I'm going to tell it on air because we're being messy. I heard from a friend. Well, tell it, tell it, tell it. It's the messy hour. I had this guy, one of my ex-roommates, he used to say, he said, look, I don't trust anything that bleeds for seven days and don't die. (laughs) 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 So that is one of my favorite jokes I fucking ever heard. I was just like... That is crazy. And I, I didn't want to laugh at it because I was among some girls, but I was like, oh, I said, this shit. Yeah, I said, come on, this shit's funny. It's funny. That's funny. Wow. Oh, yeah. No, my roommate just is her birthday. She just poked her head and she said, that's a great line. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was pleasure. Well, anyway, we're going to go to our um, throwback track and then we're actually going to come back and talk about black women for the next. 20 minutes so you'll be ready so we're going to continue this conversation okay, okay. all right you're listening to question of mine on radio free brooklyn turn it inside up so i can see the part of you that's drifting over me
Yes, honey, that was Michelle Leaf. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> Not Michelle Leaf. Girl, yes. You know, since I since I ain't drank for four days, bitch, this uh, rum hit a little harder than it was supposed to. So, which was cool. Oh, that was a great conversation was, before we left cool. off, y'all. So, actually, so I don't I didn't actually totally finish the story. Go ahead. Oh God, do it. Well, so you know, so remember when you were being like Oh, like, did you notice a doctor that weekend? Like, cause you know, we were we were both on fire island that weekend, um, doing this girl we used to volunteer with. Oh, was it that weekend? It was that weekend. Oh, girl, when I go to fire island with you, girl, we show out. I mean, I wasn't noticing him for many reasons, but also because like I had yeah, yeah. my swimsuit. <laughs> oh, wait. So that weekend was funny, you had to pad the swimsuit. Yes. Oh, and my swimsuits were just like I had like multiple layers of pads to stop the bleeding. So for the uh, I was gonna say the viewers, nobody's seeing us, but you know, <laughs> um, stay tuned. Actually, I'm gonna talk about to my um, other people about this. We're, I'm thinking about us doing this as a visual, also, just so because oh, yeah. you, you have to see the facial expressions for some of these things. Well, uh, well, you know, when we do Zoom, it records the, it records the video as well, which I right, right, which no. I think we should put the video on like the day after, like cute. that Sunday, so people can see what what's really going on. But for people who don't know, um, while we wait for Sam to get back, because I'm not going to discuss these um, topics without her, um, me and Micah, as gay men, we're just talking about how when you, when you are, are, I don't, I hate the word, you know, I hate the word woke, woke. When you are aware, yeah, yeah, when you're aware, um, things look different because there's this um, person who is very, very beautiful, probably should try to get him on the show. Um, I have his number. I can text him. I have his number too, bitch. Oh, excuse he probably, me. He's probably, probably gonna respond to you first, bitch. But you know, you never, you, ne- you never know what girls like, honey. Um, so, um, this person that we're just saying that how you don't see people when uh, when you're in a certain place in your life, exactly. And then you're like, you're like, oh, this person was here because this is a, uh, a gentleman that Micah thought was very, very handsome and beautiful. And he sent me this picture. I said, well, bitch, you're mad. Girl, I took a picture of your next to each other. Don't you remember this shit? He does. So, yeah. So, well, but anyway, go ahead. Well, I think it's very, it's very much like the, the froze, like the lyric from Madonna's Frozen. You only see what your eyes want to see. How, how, life, how, life, how can life be what you want it to be when you're how frozen? Life- right. What you want it to be. How about Sam just froze through, during that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Wait, bro, wait, what'd you say? She's playing with something, girl. You want to see what your eyes want to see. That was a good album. One of my favorites of Madonna. Oh, uh, that was the Real Light album. My 1998, that was a good album. That's a great album. So, Sam, we're about to talk about some black woman shit. Because, you know, I have a whole segment. Now that, you know, since we brought on Rebecca and Sam onto the show... I'm really trying to make an effort to make sure there's a black woman segment. So we're about to get all black women. So if you have a problem with that, you can turn it off and turn it back on. So there was this, Wait, <laughs> right. you got a problem with listening to about, about if you're listening to anything about black women. Right. Is it so for you? And yeah. Exactly. In general. Just turn it so, off. The period. Go home. No, I'm we're going to start here with this article. Uh, it's called the strong black woman stereotype type is dangerous. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with you. 
ask the, ask the, the strong black woman, uh, ask the black woman here to start, and then we'll give our thoughts. On I that. have had so many conversations with my with my sister. Mm-hmm. Our generation is really the ones who are pushing back against that because, like, we've been brought up, you know, and it's not by anybody's fault. Like, this is what you have to do for survival. That like you have to portray strength because we've always been put in situations our mothers our grandmothers where it was either be strong or die like those were the options it was it was you didn't have like the gray area to be delicate or to even even if you are delicate but to show it outwardly right um so you know i know there's a lot of conversations happening right now where people are pushing back against it because it is it is harmful you know people don't see us as and I know it sounds like an exaggeration but when you think about it it's not people don't really see us as human they really think that we're just god no we have right. limited stores of strength and tolerance for literally every single thing that we can just like let all the misery and pain run down on us. They won't be affected. And obviously that's not true because we're people and every human has a limit to how much abuse and, you know, trauma they can take. So because that this narrative is being pushed onto black women and then is being passed on generation to generation and then also culturally it's part of like the trope like we talked about the magical negro thing like that's largely a female right those roles it is and it is it speak into the minds of everyone culturally like that's who the black woman is and what does that do like with relationship dynamics even with friends if you have like if you have an interracial friend group and like maybe you might be one of the few or only black people in that group how will you be perceived how will you be treated what is put on your shoulders in those situations how do people even people don't check in on you as much because you're like oh you know strong black woman she could take it she could handle it relationships wise right you're pushed to accept a lot of nonsense because you know you got to be a strong black woman can't be crying about every little thing can't be whining about little things like we're definitely pushed not to be seen as fragile or delicate, even if that's how you're feeling at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I had a conversation with, um, sorry, Micah, um, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, I was going to say like, I mean, I know there's a meme going around. I don't know if you've seen it. It's where there's a black woman drowning. It's a cartoon. Yeah. Oh, and I shared that. And he shared it, right? Yeah. And instead of like, the little, there's like a hand coming out and he's like, high five. <laughs> like you go. Girl. You're strong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I haven't seen that. Yeah, so this a black woman is drowning, and her hand is sticking up out of the water, and there's a hand that's coming towards her, and it looks as if they're going to help her pull out of the water, but they're just giving her a high five. High five, you're strong. <laughs> and she drowns. And that meme is basically being a black woman in a nutshell in America. Yeah. And I think in most places where you live in a society where you're, portrayed, you're expected to just be strong and nothing else. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. It's crazy. Um, I was, it kills us. Yeah, it literally kills y'all. Because it's not just um, a, a cultural thing or social thing, right? Like, it's going into the medical field where doctors think we have a higher threshold for pain and stuff like that. And then, like, Black women are being ignored mm-hmm. when they do say they're in pain. They, and I, I forget why I read it, but you can look it up. You don't even have to, like, quote me on it. You can, you, you can validate this online. There was a study where they even asked some like medical students from John Hopkins, which is like a top level yeah. medical uh, center. Um, and they even had this like prejudice and bias that they believe that black women have a higher pain threshold. Like, what does that do for you when you're in a mobile position? You're in the hospital, right. you need help, you're hurting. So and the people who are supposed to help you and take care of you are coming into the room with those biases. 
How many people have died because of those biases? Um, I don't think she remind me talking about this. I had a conversation with uh, Rebecca, you know, who's on the show now. Uh, she's at home. I said to care of some personal business and stuff like that. Um, and I called her this morning. I said, hey, I'm going to need you to do certain things. She, Rebecca's a fixer. Rebecca's a volunteer. Rebecca's the one that always leads the charge. She's mm-hmm. always been that. That's just that who she is as a person. We actually are best friends because we have similar personalities. In the, and we're fixers. Mm-hmm. We're both fixers to a fault. Uh, we're both fixers to a fault. And I'm like, hey, girl, sit down. Sometimes when someone suggests something, don't volunteer. And just sit there, sit there and look across the room like, bitch, are you going to do it? And look at that bitch like, bitch, are you going to do it? You know, it's okay to be vulnerable. And the one thing I realized is black, we have been trained for black men and black women, especially um, heterosexual black men and black women, to hate what they need each other to be. And what I mean by that is sometimes a black man will hate a black woman for being too, quote unquote, strong. Mm -hmm. And sometimes a black woman will hate a black man for being too vulnerable. Oh, he's weak. Or he's this, he's that. And that has really hurt Mm -hmm. the black community. Really, really hurt us because not every black man is machismo and not every black woman needs to be take care of things and not every black woman needs to think that she has to be the one to take care of things mm-hmm. you know because when i hear these things where oh well i want to I, I don't need i don't need no man that will let me run over him well don't be a bitch just don't run over people just 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 meet him there how about that don't try to make somebody like don't try to make a man mad just to see if where he can go with his machismo and don't you don't try to make a woman do this just because it's 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 something that's been ingrained in us and it comes from the slave times it comes from all of that oh because God. it's that way people had to survive it's time to start breaking that shit it's like let's start breaking mm-hmm. that shit because it's not working it's not working it didn't work mm-hmm. for our, it worked for our parents it's not working exactly i mean i'm thinking you know i think a lot of um my aunt janice i don't think i mean i'm not gonna say too much but um i feel like i could i could say i could say this on the air she's fabulous by the way she's fabulous she's, she's an amazing fabulous. person but she's she also, died and came back to life bitch she's she everything she literally died and came, died back came back to life she literally really? like she's, oh yes, yeah she died yes. and came back to life she died and came back to life like a couple like literally like she died oh. and came back to life. Wait, her name is janet no oh, no no it's janice honey <laughs> Janet, Miss Janice, if you're nasty, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, mean, I think it speaks to like how strong she is. Like she just has like this, like she has this resolve to her. That's it's just like there's something there's something about her. Like she's a rock of the family, right? But then it's also just like I think I even asked her once. It's like you take care of everybody else. Who takes care of you? And it's like right. he doesn't like. There's something like it's like built in. It's like we're not allowed to have someone else take care of us. Like well, black women are not allowed to have someone else take care of them. It's yeah. Like, how do we break that? cycle in our communities and let the rest of the world know it's like yo no like black women are you know they they, we, we run, they run the gamut on every single emotion every single feeling that right they're multifaceted it's like they're not just this like strong black like you know i can do whatever like take it on like just you know you go girl like no there's more to it than that it's like how do we like i'm gonna like say that. this right now which is very interesting um, he's not going to be listening to this, but I can say this out loud. I'm not going to put in a T out there. But, like, my brother married a really, really strong woman who I love. She's one of the smartest people I know in my life. I love her dearly. She's very, very strong-willed. And 
my brothers are alpha, alpha my brothers are gentle alpha male mm-hmm. which means that he's quiet he does not you know he doesn't uh talk that much but he's a gentle alpha male and he thinks he is corrected by everything his in life and his wife is the same way too so when they argue it's interesting to see two very intellectual people try to come to something and that's something i just end up cussing both of them out like you're, you're both being you're both are ridiculous you're both ridiculous and but my mom my mom is very subdued my mom is very woman in that sense but she has been stepping more into her more assertive side as i've seen her in her 76 and get older and my aunt has always been that way because my, my aunt married an american man because i don't think she could have married an african man oh. traditional african man that's no shit. i'm not gonna call my aunt name but she you know my aunt because my aunt is not a bullshitter she don't play she's not she's not here she's not here for the mess and a lot of african men can take that you know, in that sense. But I just think that what's hard is we as black people, we want to break down the stereotype, but we're still in the, in the sense of don't share the dirty laundry type of situation. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I participate in that. And Micah, you know this girl, you know, I don't believe in girls crying in public. <laughs> black girls crying in public. I have dragged out the bar, but you know, I can't do it. I, I have seen you go outside. Ah, bitch, we're going outside. I have taken the best of them, bitch. You're not going to do this in front of this one. Well, it's, it's not necessarily healthy, but, but it's funny yeah. like I wonder how much of that is just like a black thing in general. Because like, you, I mean, you have it, I have it. Sam, like, is that something you like? You also like, yeah, feel a certain way about it's like, don't cry in front of white people, mm. <laughs> or don't cry in public. I don't believe in it. Yeah, don't don't, believe them, it. don't show the whites you're soft under. Maybe I don't believe. It. I have seen. I have seen Micah start. <laughs> we have been. We have been in a situation where Micah has started, bitch. I have grabbed that bitch. I said, girl, we about to hit it. <laughs> you would not do this in front of these people. Yep. <laughs> so for a long time, I was really like, I struggled with just crying in front of people in general. Mm-hmm. And then I got older and be- started to gain more emotional intelligence and felt more comfortable just, you know, crying, even though I'm not a big crier. Yeah. Um, you know, in certain situations. And even I've had a few public cries, but like, it's still not really that public. Um, side note, the one train is a great place to cry in public because there's not many people there. <laughs> no one's looking at your black ass on the one train. Not because all white people are crying. Ass out, and no one's gonna look. I also recommend IKEA. IKEA? <laughs> I am dead right now. This this is one of the best. Just just a cry at IKEA in the one train. Come on, bitch. Wait, yeah. where where in IKEA? <laughs> like, IKEA, everyone's there, but no one's looking at you. Everyone's so oh. absorbed. You can literally be bawling. No one's gonna notice. Because everyone's trying to figure out how can I fit this in my 400 square foot apartment? Yeah. But they tell you at IKEA how you can fit in your 400 square foot apartment if you go to that showroom. Bitch, I love that oh, showroom. I love that showroom. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Oh, I miss IKEA. Well, I do want to say those are two places where I've had a good cry. And um, <laughs> I am done with this. <laughs> anyway, we're going to move to our next uh, black woman topic because we can keep talking about this the whole time. I didn't. So, yo, we're not even like literally we're on the topic list. We're not even on the second hour topics right now. We're still on our first hour topics because <laughs> we've been flapping that much. That's so, Miss um, Zoe Saldana, I know we're gonna <laughs> see. Sorry, right. Mike is like trying to like figure out where to cry. Bitch, if you whipping, bitch, we're still going outside. Zoe Saldana, oh, I love her. Zoe Saldana. Speaking of speaking of a black woman crying. Well, I'm sorry, a Dominican <laughs> woman crying. <laughs> 
No, she's black. She's black. She's black. She's black. She claims it. Yeah, a Dominican woman crying in uh, public because <laughs> they talked. Someone asked her about the Nina Simone biopic. Mm. Mm. He finally decided to be sorry on. about it. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Girl, first and foremost, let me say this: if you were producing, you should have hired India Ari, who could mm. have." Easily kill Nina Simone because India Ray and Nina Simone uh, favor each other in skin tone and um, the way it looks because India like Ray is a beautiful woman. The features mm-hmm. India Ray would have killed it because they, they do the same Afrocentric type thing. I was like, oh my god, why didn't you pick India Ray? Uh, to be, if you were looking for somebody who's a bigger name, I could understand. But like, if you did your research on Nina Simone's life, you'd understand that specifically going with the light skin actress. How much that was a spit in her eye. Right. Also, mm-hmm. Nina Simone had a, uh, lived a long time in Liberia. Yeah. Really? Yeah. She lived in Liberia, lived in Arabasport. She was, Liberia was like her second home. She loved it. She loved Liberia. She lived in Liberia. Because Liberia was actually, believe it or not, a lot of these African countries, West African countries, were like the place to be. It's yeah. like Harlem in the 20s. Yeah, like in the 60s and the 70s. Yeah, before we, yeah, in the 60s and 70s, Liberia was very, very popping. It was I very much, that. very I mean, grand. Awesome. All of that, and so she yeah, lived there. Like, like, wasn't like, um, yeah, like I can see that because I feel like there's like all these like all this imagery of like like late like like or, like as soon as they get independence, there was just like a, it was like the place to be, right? It was like they were like right. popping like Legos and like crap, like yeah. all those were like the place Zaire, you know? You want to go. Oh yes, oh that just sounded like they got good dick over there. Sorry, um, anyway, Zaire. <laughs> Zaire. Oh, That's a good name Zaire, for a, Zaire is a Congo now, right? Yeah, yeah. well, which oh, they one? Do. They do. They but do, which, honey. But it's two of them. There's two Congos. Which one's Zaire? Oh, no, there's, there's Zaire is by the Congo. So there's the Congo and there's Zaire. They're, they're no, both different no, countries. No, no, but there's, oh, no. there's like the Democratic... There's the Democratic... They take that land and split it into... The Democratic Republic of the Congo yeah. Yeah. and Zaire. So, but they're both a French-speaking uh, place. But I will say this much. I'm not trying to be... I'm fetishizing. You know why I'm black? I can say this. But if you ever... Want to know what Congo looks like, honey? I Look up the basketball player. Search, <laughs> search Mbaku. He's a basketball player. So let me search Mbaku. Just tap in the Google search. Search Mbaku dick. In search. Google images. Hold on. Wait, Mbaku? Is it Mbaku from Black Panther? Mbaka. I'm sorry. Search Mbaka. Yeah. Yeah, she was talking about my roommate. Search Mbaka. Just look at search Mbaka dick, honey. Just, search just look at Mbaka? Yeah. I'm doing that right now. You do it right now, girl. And look, you'll see. Search in Sir. Yeah. I like how we're all doing this right now. No, I'm not doing it. I know what it looks like. Girl. Just look that up, honey, and then go to images, girl. And then scroll. And oh, then scroll, fine. And Wait, scroll you, down, honey. Player? Yes. And just look just for images. Just put, just put you can put dick next to it, girl. And just then let the Lord lead you where he's gonna lead you. Accidental <laughs> <laughs> He's on yeah. Perez Hilton. Hold up. No. Hold up. We have to load. No, no <laughs> pun intended. Serge Ibaka's penis, the Congo crippler. Yeah. <laughs> He's from the Congo, honey. <gasps> yes! Yes! <laughs> Sam Scott. <laughs> y'all can see Sam's face. Right yeah, because it's Sam's face, baby. She just had this smile, man, and mother laying the fuck back, honey. <laughs> oh, and to the G, yo. Yes. <laughs> okay, but I have to say something as somebody who 
um, I mean, I can speak for other people, but like, mm. it's nice to look at and it's like impressive. But what are you gonna do with all that? I mean, oh, oh, bless your heart. That's how you know the difference between a gay man and a woman. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is because I'm like, okay, a vag is only so deep, so it's, you can only take so much anyway. After that, oh, it's just, oh, it's girl, you find a way, girl. You just open your mouth. Like, yeah. uh, Micah is over here concentrating, trying to oh, find out this. You, you, you need to make sure that you have help. You know what? While we actually do this, we are going to go to our second music break and let the girls <laughs> look for it. I would not recommend getting with a guy like that if you're not insured at all. <laughs> so, our second music break, y'all. This has been this is a good show. This is a good, good show. This is a blackly black, black show. Uh, our second music break, I want to play um, a bunch of indie artists. So we're going to start with No Name, um, who um, is mother of calling shit out. And I live for her. She don't care her. how much money I have. And it's called Don't Forget About Me. Um, and there's two songs I picked from a Noah's Ark soundtrack, one um, by Flo Chen called Cable TV, which is one of my favorite songs. It's literally a song about going to the Motel 6 because it has cable TV. Um, and mm. uh, Spice, which is a song about... Um, some West African people who uh, suspect that the door is gay. Uh, <laughs> and it's called, uh, Oh, my God. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. Oh, Mike, you just, saw, you just saw it, didn't you? Yes, God. So uh, yes. can you hit play so you're listening to Queer State of Mind? It's just radio, there for no on reason. Ra- on radio for hey, what picture are you looking at? Send it to me on WhatsApp. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> play. You're listening to Queer State of Mind on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> Welcome to Vicodin, I took the 
that she is gay because I always see her at the club. She is not talking to gay. the guests. <clears throat> nah, nah, I seen her going out with some of them Hello. Hello. boys. You guys, I'm right here. Hello. Okay. <laughs> I think you're just talking no, about you. Are you talking about me? No, are you okay? You feel alright? I think I just heard you talking about me. I'm fine, but were you talking about me? No, no, I'm cool, but tell me what you were saying. I wanna be the little fly that's on the wall. Hear what suckers have to say before they fall. Not just for the sake of saying I told you so, but just for once I'd like to be there when they know that guys and games are really just for kids and tricks. Don't serve them any better if they get their kicks on making misery the company they keep. Just for once I'd like to take a peanuts.
Make sure to take Queer Minded with you wherever you go. Subscribe to our feed at radioqueerminded.com slash QSOM. Or find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and other popular podcast networks. Just search for Radio Queer Minded. Now, let's get back in a queer state of mind. So, um, did you guys finish your research? <laughs> yes. <laughs> This has definitely become a messy hour since we we're talking about black I women. I believe got- my eyes. <laughs> Girl. It's so big. I was just like, oh my goodness. They must go through like a thing of lube every time. Mm. Right. So Serge Ibaka, <laughs> in case y'all need to look again. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. That, was, that was intense. It's just hanging out there. It's just like. And he can't help itself. It's just there. It's the it's way he's Congo. smiling, like he's in a class photo, like. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. He's like, yeah. Like, oh, child. Because I love it, because like, like, that's how it's always been for him, right? It's like, it's just like, yeah, this is what it is, right? Like, make sure I watch some NBA games. <laughs> well, Drop the smallest one out there, girl, girl. Go to the Congo, girl, never come back, honey. I mean, I'm not trying to die, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I, I don't want to have, like, a cervical injury. Like end up with a bruised uterus, you know? Yeah, like I mean, as Michael would say, live a little girl. That's what you always say, girl, girl, live a little. I'm like, girl, will I live though? That, that is my phrase, isn't it? <laughs> that is your phrase, bitch. Live a little. Oh my god. <laughs> You know what? Before, like, we get, like, we got to talk about this topic. I'll, we have to talk about this real quickly. Uh, and then we're, like, we ended, like, real messy. So, um, so you know, in um, Aurora, Colorado. Oh, my God. Yo, that place is, like, what? Hell's Gate or something? Like, like baby. Isn't it Nightmare on Elm Street? Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to uh, take this one, Micah? I mean, basically, what went down is that it was, there was, um, well, what's the like? What's the way of putting it? Because it wasn't a family. It was like it was like black teenagers, right? It's a woman and um, it was like her kids, her kids, right? Yeah. Um, they like so the Aurora Police Department were they they like they like handcuffed them, thinking that they had a stolen car, but the car like the plates were out of state, so the plates didn't match. But they basically had them. They pulled, like, the Aurora Lake Police had him handcuffed on hot asphalt, like, in the parking lot, in the middle of summer, guns drawn. Um, and they were screaming. They were crying. Like, Six-year-old to 17-year-old on uh, the girls. Six, yeah, yeah. I think they, they had a six-month-old child there. Like, it was just, like, and it was just, like, trauma. And eventually, and, like, I think at the end of the day, they were just, like, oh, sorry. It was, like, you know, taking yeah. Oops. identity. Yeah, oops. Which is and like, you know, here's what, thing. what the shade was, and this is what the good thing, Ty, know your ally, it was a piece of white man that got him. Oh, that's what we recorded it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good ally. It was a piece of white man that got him. That's what you it was just though. like, you need that, you need that, because they're not going to believe us. Camera out. Yeah. Because I don't think they thought that anyone was recording him. Because I'm like, my thing is, um, why would you have. Uh, six-year-old girl, or a twelve-year-old girl, or a seventeen-year-old girl, uh, tied up, lay flat on the ground. 
Right. All you have to do, if you thought the plates, something was wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. You just say, hey, ma'am, could you step out the car? The girls are going to stay here, and they're going to be right back, and we're going to keep the little girls in the car. We're going to put – there's three officers. Two officers will stand next to the car with the girls, and we're just going to mm-hmm. question you. Right. Keep your hands behind your back. Fine. That's proper protocol. But this whole thing. And but this was a shade. The shade was this this is so shady. This bitch is so shady. Now I don't know if she's a lesbian or not. But uh the police no no, I say this the police chief <laughs> this is so shady, bitch. She had to make a statement about the the situation on her first day of the job. It happened on her first day, mother was inducted in that morning, in that afternoon, <laughs> should have happened. Like, oh, damn. No. Well, I saw pictures of her. She's definitely, she's, she's definitely um, of the, uh, of the Velma uh, Pam. family. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly. A Pam of Elizabeth. Let's okay. be real. New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Okay, I'm with y'all shit. That's crazy. I didn't know this was the first day, but it was just like, I mean, because also the, the Aurora Department is having so many issues. I'm just like, yo. The Elijah Cummings thing, and then they had the thing with the cops who took a picture. They got fired for that. And they also have something else that happened. They have a few things. I mean, they've also happened. had, like, mass shootings. Like, yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't do their, something's up with Aurora. Like, if I. Something's in the water. Something's in the water. That's like I feel like that should be a TV show on HBO. Just called Aurora. Right. And have all the shit going on, because clearly there's something going on. Right. Basically, run like an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer because <gasps> you know what? Oh, wild out there. Except for uh, season four, which was trash. But yes, besides the everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no season four was trash, girl. That's when she went to college, girl. She had oh. that man and oh, right. trying to make it non supernatural. It was trash. It was trash. Yeah, that was not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anyway, that's a mess. So we try. I'm trying to move through these topics because we literally are staying in the first half. <laughs> according to my, I mean, it's okay, girl. We've, we've been doing that for the last two months. So, in a win for Black women, and I'm not saying this is okay. Mm-hmm. Before I continue, in a win for Black women, I'm not saying this is okay. Uh, Michael Epstein's um, the woman. She said that she wasn't allowed to. Um, you mean Jeffrey Black- Epstein? Oh, it's so Jeffrey Epstein. Why did I write yeah. Michael Epstein on this? Uh, is that it is an actor? <laughs> Oh, bitch. Sorry. I'm <laughs> ooh, ooh, it's messy. Sorry, Miss Michael. I'm Jeff Jeffrey. Jeffrey Epstein. Sure like yeah, I think you're right. Yes. I think, I think, you're, I think you're thinking Michael Epps. <laughs> oh. So I don't really fucked up with this. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> sorry to Mike Epps. My bad. <laughs> I love Mike um, Epps. Wasn't he in, um, in Barbershop? He was in everything, honey. <laughs> um, Jeffrey Epstein um, said that he did not want to recruit um, black girls for this trafficking situation. So, like I said, in a positive slash non-positive. Oh, wait, that, wait, wait. Uh, what was his reason that he gave? It? He wouldn't get any money for it, right? 
don't know. I just, I just, it just it did not. Happen. So no black women were involved in the situation of situations. No, nah, because I so. think like that's a part of it too. Like you know, in the sex trafficking world, like you don't get the same amount. We don't get the same. You get the same amount for black girls. A black girl that you would for like white. Like people. I said, I don't know if it's a win. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, a win for the girls not getting kidnapped, but I mean, it's still happening to black girls anyway. It's still, uh, I know. It's still like, damn, bitch, you can't even. We're not even good enough to be dragged out. Right. That's not. A, that's a bad joke. That's a bad joke. Wait, that's a bad you know, joke. But, it, but like, I think it's, it's you know, it's like one of those things. It's like you know, like you're not. Yeah, it's a bad joke, but it's like I know it's just like I don't know how to I don't know how to it's, it's, phrase it's it. Like much, it's not good, but it's not it's good for no. I was gonna say it's not it's not. I'm, I'm telling like, it has to be that because like it's definitely happening to black girls, right? Like oh, absolutely, 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 absolutely. Country like there especially young African women too. I will yeah. say that especially African. So, but girls. what we do know is that like you know like any their, their pro- girls who are trafficked are treated like product. That's what they are considered as, right? And yeah. you're not gonna get this. It's, they're not worth the same a black girl and yeah. a black girl right so, well the fact that like also his not worth the trouble for him he, he's not doing nothing for no black girls it was exactly. just not worth the problems for what he get out of it you know exactly yeah so like i think even like the documents show they had they had to be exo- quote unquote exotically beautiful so quite possible they could have been mixed with black but they probably weren't fully black right like and that's exotically like, beautiful okay the, quote unquote so that probably means they were half white half asian "Quote unquote," right? Like that's which is really fucked, messed up, right? It's really messed up. Like that's probably what they were like. I, I probably what that means. They look, they looked ethnic, but they were not ethnic. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, um, um, yeah. Just, they look like again, Zoe it, it, it's such. It, no it, shame. It, it's, it's so rooted in anti-blackness, but like, yes, it means that you know there weren't black girls who were part of this whole scheme. But at the same time, it's like it's so it's so. Um, it's a mess because it just means that like it's so fucked we're, up. That we're, we're seem we're still considered less than, you know? yeah. No, that's the thing. I think you guys are like it's not about that. I mean, yeah, that's great, but I think it's also just to show you like it speaks more to it's an indictment on whose clientele are. Mm, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, that's what the issue is. It's not really about oh well, black girls are seen as I mean, duh. Yeah, you're trafficking people. Everybody who's being trafficked is seen as less than. That's why like when you're trafficking. Yeah. So there's that's one thing, but the issue is like, who are the people who are saying I don't want no black chick? Like that, that that'll point to you. Like if his clients are what the rumors are saying they are, right? Like the Prince Andrew and and Donald Trump mm. and all those people, then you it's giving you an insight into who they are. These people, you know oh. what I mean? Like kind of those. I think that's what the where the story is. It's not that they're not taking black girls, like. Because mm. in any type of sex trade, black girls are considered the least valuable. Mm. Mm. Very true. That's true. That's a really good point. Again, it's about the clients. Like, what do they? What do the, what do the, the clients want? Like, what are these? Yeah, I feel like that if the, it really points out to you, like who these people are, right? Like, you know, it kind of helps expose them. I don't know. I just think that that's not really the story. Mm. I don't think the story is about that they mean pick black girls. Look at who they are. Look at who they are. There's no black right. women in the world. Right. Right. They want the the young blonde Tiffany's. Yeah. In the- well, I, I mean, I'm sorry for the young blood Tiffany's because they have to be in this mass. No shade. Uh, but, you know, ugh, you know, who knows? Well, anyway, let's move on to something a little lighter, you know, so we can um, try to um, see. Let me, let me look at the top of this list here. So let's talk about Miss Ellen girl. <laughs> <gasps> My sister called it. There's no, there's no way that anyone is that quote-unquote nice. I mean, I know I'm a nice person, but 
That's, that's different. No, like, my sister was saying there were clues. Like in the show, like she'd be like really kind of like she would sound very bitter, and her jokes would have this thing where her smile doesn't reach her eyes. It was like really creepy. And she was like, you know what? I noticed that she's starting. She's starting to sound a little cold, and oh. like like she's her jokes are coming off mean. Like they're not even funny. And I was like, and my sister was a big fan of the show. She used to love watching Ellen show. Mm. So when she pointed it out. I thought, well, okay, I don't really pay attention to Ellen because that type of, you know, cookie cutter. Can, can I be fair, honest with you? Not my sh- stick, you mm. know? I'm not surprised, and this is going to sound terrible, but this is a gay show. And, you know, sometimes our community, the guys and ladies and gentlemen and in betweens, you would be like, yeah, girl, I, I, I met a few of the girls, some of the, some of the lesbians that they, they give that kind of situation. Because you have to survive. It's a survival thing sometimes. And it's cold, but it's a survival thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so when people like say these things about queer people who act a certain way, I'm not shocked. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you go through such hard shit that you become, you just become that person. Right, but I mean, it seems like it was like it um, is a little bit nasty. It like it like when you when you start to really like go in on everybody in that sense. It didn't even sound like it, it was like oh, this she's just a tough boss. It just sounded like it just became real nasty. Right, right, and I think it wasn't even just like the way that she treated her some of her guests. Like I know there was that one clip where like the one guest was like, "I invited you my birth." Like she, she gets like, oh, exactly, I get her. yeah, yes, and she was like, "No, I invited you my birthday. You just didn't, you just didn't show up." Like I think that's <laughs> like, one what thing. My I mean, that's one thing, but then to, like, also have your staff being, like, you're terrible yeah. to work with, like, I think that's a whole other level. Like, it, I think it's one thing if, like, if you are known for bringing people on your show, you'd be an asshole to them. I think that's one yeah. thing. But, like, right. he, like, it, that was a culture. That's a culture thing that she yeah. implement. you know? I always thought it was weird how, like, like she used to do this with Nicki Minaj a lot. Like, she used to, like, make fun of her in, like, a very, like, derogatory way and tried to pass it off as, like, her just being funny. And, like, her jokes were mean-spirited, and she just got away with it for a long time. Well, to be fair, her and Nicki Minaj are supposedly cut from the same cloth. So. Maybe. You know, maybe, but no, who knows. But anyway, y'all, we have come to the end of the show. Thank you. I know. <laughs> There's a lot of topics I want to talk about today, but we did not get to it because we spent about 10 minutes on searching uh, some dip. So, <laughs> I, think, I, think we reach, I think we got to rename this episode. Oh, yeah, we'll do. We will rename it because Duran has to be here for the as a, you know, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. Has, she has to tell us that she's a journalist 1,900 times. Exactly. Uh, you know, so, but anyway, you're... We pay, with, they, we pay for our degrees. Yeah, I do. Okay. okay. Back. Yeah, but not in this way. <laughs> I mean, to be fair. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening to another edition of Question of Mine. Tune in next week. So, um, all right. So, you listen to Question of Mine, Ready for Brooklyn. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.